TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound Presents Nerd Shit, where we talk about nerd shit. We're back with more Walking Dead. This time we are on Season 2, Episode 4, Cherokee Rose. How you guys doing? Pretty good. It's a beautiful day. So, as always, I'm going to give you guys the plot of the episode, and then we'll dive right into it. So, as I said, this episode is called Cherokee Rose. Start uh the episode has Carl recovering from his operation uh to remove the fragments of bullets which he had received earlier when encount encountering a deer. He asks his uh father Rick if uh Sophia is alright, since Sophia is still missing, Rick, but luckily lies to Carl and tells him that she is fine. Dell, Daryl, Andrea, and Carol move the vehicle and set up camp at the Green Farm and are introduced to the Green family. There, they lead a funeral procession for their ranch hand, Otis. Shane is asked to share Otis's final moments. Shane sticks to his lie that Otis has sacrificed his life to save Carl, while in reality, Shane sacrificed Otis. Along with Herschel and his daughter, Maggie, the group organizes Sophia's search. Since Shane is still injured and Rick is too weak from blood loss, donating it all to Carl, Daryl ventures out on his own, Daryl eventually finds an abandoned house, but does not locate Sophia. He finds a Cherokee rose, which is a Native American sign in which the gods protected their children, and he, give, and he gives it to Carol. Maggie asks the group for helping remove a bloated walker that fell into a freshwater well before it contaminates the water. After unsuccessfully using food as bait, Glenn is lowered down as live bait, but the others lose their grip of the rope, causing Glenn's leg to be grabbed by the bloated zombie, causing him to freak out. Glenn is, manages to be pulled out. Having put the rope around the walker, the group pulls the walker out, but to everyone's dismay, the, the body is ripped in half, its lower half falling back into the well and contaminating it. Maggie and Glenn decide to venture to the local pharmacy to find more supplies. Before he leave, Lori asks Glenn to find a pregnancy test for her, at the pharmacy, Glenn finds a pregnancy test and afterward finds a bag of condoms, which he is caught holding by Maggie. Not able to explain him himself, Maggie believes that they were for her and the pair have sex. Rick and Herschel <laughs> tour the farmland where Herschel reveals that the group has to leave once Carl fully recovers. Rick manages to convince Herschel for the group to stay in the meantime. However, there are rules they must follow. follow Rick pleads with Herschel to not force them to leave and to reconsider his request. Later on, Rick is up in the room where Carl is recovering in bed. Once Carl wakes up, Rick admits that he lied to him about Sophia. Carl reveals that his mother already told him the truth. Meanwhile, go meanwhile the pregnancy test reveals that Lori is pregnant. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, a lot happened in this episode. Yes, and there's a couple of things in there that make sense further along in the series, like the rock ceremony. Uh, do you think it was awkward for them to ask Shane 
to recount Otis's final moments. Uh, awkward for Shane, yeah, not for them. Yeah, not for Otis's woman. Like they just want to hear like his final moments because they need but closure. He already told them the final moments. Like they were all in the room when he told them the final moments. Well, they're religious individuals, so I mean, it's kind of like one of those things, right? Yeah. Like they just want a as close as possible funeral procession for him. Mm-hmm. Which I've been to a few funerals in my lifetime, and there's usually someone who talks about the final moments. So only a few though. Someone who I think doesn't get enough credit in the first like three episodes of this uh season or four episodes at this point, uh is Daryl. Daryl's done a lot. Like okay. he's only out like you could say he's only out searching, but he's going out by himself, like searching for Sophia while still pretty much like helping the group stay sane. Like he goes out with Andrea, keeps her sane, he uh talks to Carol a lot to help keep her sane. Mm-hmm. When he finds that Cherokee rose and brings it back and explains the story to her. Like he he he's done a lot this for first four episodes that he doesn't get credit for. Yes. Um I think this episode does it like a uh, really really well. But I think everything that Darrow has done leading up to this episode uh, is like tiny bits and pieces of him kind of becoming his own character. Um, in the first season, I feel like he was just kind of an extra for the most mm-hmm. part, mm-hmm. which which he was. You know, he was he was not meant to be that long. Uh, but they really started like expanding on his character, especially in this episode. Yeah, and kind of free him from the like redneck brother trope to like just being his own which is great Mm -hmm. you're 100% correct he just doesn't get enough credit in the first few episodes at all and it is a drastic character change for Mm -hmm. such a short amount of time but no one seemed to mind because he was such a likable character yeah Mm -hmm. and it helps he's cute too sure yeah that's your type I don't think it is. I, I ain't got no type. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he goes out, comes back to the rock for Carol. Uh, and then the big, one of the big parts of uh, this episode is Glenn's character development as well. You realize uh, you just said <laughs> he comes back with the rock for Carol instead of the rose. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's Glenn's uh, character development. Yes. Yes. Especially when they go and like Lori gives him the thing to bring back the test, and he's all awkward because he doesn't. When she says it's a in the feminine product, uh, feminine product aisle. And so he's like, okay, say no more. And then when he gets there, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, this is this is a, this is a pregnancy test. And the look on his face was just priceless. And it, not as good as when Lori caught him and he was, had the condoms in his hand. Or not Lori, Maggie. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. 
Um. Also, uh, just going back to Daryl real quick. I think it's real weird that they decided to go with like Daryl and Carol. Maybe because it rhymed. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I just thought it was just like someone in the writers' room was like, you know, what would be cool if Daryl got with Carol, and then it rhymed, and people <laughs> were like, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's real nice. But it's wild how one girl can change your perspective or one person that you find attractive can change your perspective on life. Like, uh, Glenn, he he openly admits that he still saw the world as a game. Like, he, he made the runs on his own. He went into did weird things. Like, he went and saved Rick right away. Uh going out just in blood like he's willing to do all these things that could get him killed because he still doesn't see it and i think it's more along the lines of he has nothing to lose uh and so like him being lowered down to the bloated walker um was probably like i think his final straw like obviously maggie having sex with him and maggie uh, liking him did a lot for him, but I do think him almost dying to the Walker probably was like is the closest he's came to it, and I think might have been like a final straw for him on like just doing stupid stuff for stupid sakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. We we do see Glenn kind of grow up slowly and surely, and I think you're right. I think this is the starting point of him being like. I can't be a stupid kid no more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If Maggie was into me in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, yeah, I'd do everything I could to stay alive at that point. And then you go from all of that happening with Glenn to the side story of can they stay or can't they stay? And everything with Rick and Herschel. And I think I find, I find that interesting because obviously Rick wants to stay because this place to him is untouched and it, to his knowledge, it's untouched. Uh, Herschel knows the truth. And I think Herschel knows that these people with how they talk and every, like what happened with Otis, that they won't understand Herschel's view on the apocalypse. And it's easier, like with a lot of things for a lot of people in the world, it is easier to just remove the people who don't agree with you than have to deal and explain with why you believe certain ways. And I think that's where Herschel was coming from with wanting to get them to leave. Yeah. And and this, this episode really also started building up the trust between Rick and Herschel. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in, my, in the comics... It's not Herschel that becomes Glenn's confident in the person that you know he goes to. Mm-hmm. It's it's um. Oh my lord, my brain is not going good. Andrea's the other character. Alec doesn't. Dale. 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 Dale was his confident in the comics. Mm-hmm. And then just because I think a lot of just the interaction from the actors themselves they just decided to develop on that side of, you know, develop on the Herschel and 
Rick side of it. Uh, and I think part of it is because they wrote Dale so poorly in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think Dale came off across as a good character. He just came off annoying and needy a lot of the time. Yeah. And kind of just like a dude that just takes along and like well, agrees with things. Yeah. At what point do you think when they were doing this, did, do you think they decided, you know what, we're going to stick to the basis of the comics? But we're finding better storylines that our writers have a chance to develop and go in a different direction. While still During reproduction paper. of the very first episode. They yeah. had no intention to, like, they followed it enough to get the people who were, like, fans of the graphic novel to jump onto the show. And but they knew from the get go they were gonna change stuff, and they always knew like certain characters, if they're not liked, will be killed off, and if other characters like, they'll be moved on. But like they still knew like we're gonna bring this character this way, we're gonna do this with this character. So they knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and they, it also gave them the flexibility that if something else changed, which obviously it does throughout the whole series, that they could go in a different direction. It's, it's the same of like Harry Potter in the uh, in movies. Yeah, like you can only put so much in, uh, but you also want to make it your own. Yeah, I'm just curious what you guys thought. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, finally, uh, there is the side plot or the, like mini plot of the episode with Rick lying to Carl and then Carl saying he knows. Uh, do you think that put a hindrance in their relationship? Because yeah. like, I don't, I don't think Carl sees Shane as a person who lies to him. Um, y- yeah, I think. Like at this point, it, it does a little bit. Yeah, but you also got to you know think about how many times did Lori always tell him things that Rick never had a chance. I mean, it. I, I kind of fault Lori because Rick had told her you know he wanted to tell him, and then Lori went in and just told Carl. Mm-hmm. So you know, so you how many times in before the apocalypse was that just a normal thing? Is that, you know, is that something that he was just used to? I, and I think it symbolizes, like, I, he's still a kid, don't get me wrong. But Lori, under, at this point, Lori understands the world better than Rick does. Yeah. And understand, like like she said, she was willing to let him die because he, growing, if they were going to grow up with how Rick wants him to grow up in this world, he wasn't going to make it. Right. And so Lori is doing what she thinks now that he's alive is going to do what she thinks is necessary to get him ready for this world. And like, there's still times and we'll see in future episodes where she obviously is still a mom of a 10 year old, 12 year old, however old uh, Carl is at this point. But I think I, I do think him lying to Carl and then Carl found out that he lied is. is a big factor into the relationship throughout the series. Uh, and re- like f- 
spoiler for future, and there's a lot of reason for a lot of their animosity later on when it comes to him treating Carl like a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I guarantee Carl comes back to this moment in, when they argue or when Carl Rick tells him something that he doesn't believe because he just doesn't believe in Rick. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yep. we, like, we know that feeling, so, like, it makes sense to me, at least. Uh, well, I doesn't agree. Uh, I think this whole season is, obviously, with all the events that do happen, uh, mm-hmm. is 100%, like, character development that just works really well. It's almost like a soap opera mm-hmm. at the very start of one. Yeah. So it's crazy how like this season affects so many seasons later. Like this season specifically impacts characters, choices, seven seasons down the road, five seasons down the road. Like you can look back, you can see what they're doing then and look back to this season and pinpoint why they're making that choice. I do think this is probably one of the better seasons of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I I think this season is what cemented it to go so long, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because once you got involved in the characters that are here and that were still in in it toward the end, you just always want to know, well, come on, we we followed you through all this. Mm -hmm. And it, it hooked people in. Hey, can I tell you my favorite line from... From this episode, sure. Good thing we didn't do anything stupid like shoot it. Oh, yeah, went after the <laughs> after half. split and half and goes back down. I'm like T Dog. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about for this episode before we end it? Um, no, I think I think we covered well, a lot. Of, oh wait, wait, wait. I do, I do have one. I'll go for it. So. If you got a preg, well, if I had a pregnancy test and I'm in this big ass house, why would I go outside into the woods to take the test when I could just do it in the bathroom and destroy the evidence when I'm done? You ain't know how nosy people is. <laughs> What's someone going to be sitting there? Yes. Wondering why she's in the bathroom that long? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Or why she starts crying. Like, hey, why are you crying? Your son's alive. Why are you crying? I just thought that was weird. No, it, it makes it, to me it makes sense that she would Same. go to get the utmost privacy, a farthest away. So it maybe if she could scream if like she wasn't pregnant, maybe she would have screamed and celebrated. It, it just gave her ample opportunity to to react the way she naturally would without having to hold it because someone is near, especially in a house that's like. I, she doesn't feel comfortable in, and she feels like every move she makes is being scrutinized and is being judged. So I guarantee if she comes out the bathroom and her eyes are red, or she's hiding, holding something, or something's in her pocket that is bulging. Uh, even though it wouldn't bulge unless she had really tight pants on. We all know women's pants don't have good pockets. Uh, <laughs> they would have. Someone would have noticed and said something and asked about it. Oh, there's plus, all kinds of awkward moments. Plus, uh, Maggie knows, so, like, or Maggie knows that someone got it. 
out does he say it's for Lori? I do not recall. I don't recall either. Off the top of my head. But yeah, Maggie knows someone got it in the house. Yeah. Or in the in the group property. Yeah. And Alec, did you have something? Uh no. No, okay. I was just gonna talk about the awkwardness of her uh walking on Glenn uh with the condoms. <laughs> and he's just like and it's like, oh, he didn't know how to explain it. But I feel like being like, I was just looking is a decent, like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not great. It's like, I was just grabbing shit. Like, I think it comes down to, she she planned on having sex with the dude from the get-go. Like, if he, all he had to do was say her name, and she, she was already planning on it. Do you, do you, you can edit this out if you want. Do you think her show... When he saw uh, Maggie and Glenn kind of give each other eyes, did he go, at least it's not T-Dog? I... What are you saying about the farmer's daughter? Statistically, statistically, yes, but seeing Herschel, no. Uh, Like, his character and just in general, I don't think race mattered to him in any sense of the way. Uh, well, I was just saying because T Dog just is not a great man. I wasn't saying anything about <laughs> race. Why are you bringing race into it, man? That's weird. how would he not? How would he know T Dog's not a great man? The dude comes in sick. Yeah, I, I would assume this dude's fucking stupid. <laughs> how did you? I, get, the, the world's abandoned. How the how how'd you get blood poisoning? And raped <laughs> on a car. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like this nah. little boy shot. This makes sense. <laughs> You uh, did. I think he. Uh, I think he was cool with it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think he would be happy with T Dog doing it just because T Dog looks like he's like forty. Fair. Yeah, T Dog does look kind of older. And Glenn looks young, and it's clearly like in it, uh, again. Glenn's young, but he also like you watch the group, you see Glenn is like like the go to. Of the group, and so yeah. that also uh, probably played a role into him accepting Glenn. Is Glenn is clearly someone they count on. I'm just saying, Herschel don't got a lot of interaction with T Dog. Yeah, seems kind of weird. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying, I, I I'm observing traits. True. true. Yeah. You know what? Until I said it, I honestly don't think her show has a lot of interaction with T Dog. No, very little. I think. Yeah. T Dog just stayed out and recovered after being healed. I don't know if Herschel's the one that did. I think Herschel's wife, or not wife, but like uh, Otis's wife, is the one that healed T Dog too. Yeah. Or Maggie, or one of them. Well, that's the end of the episode, everybody. A very awkward transition into ending <laughs> the episode, but uh, it is the end nonetheless. Less, not less. Uh, wow. This has been a very difficult episode Episode for speaking. Uh, so with that, uh, have a good day. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.